Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic. So join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is EJ and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Paranet Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and more. We will be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their journey and their experiences and practical ideas too. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. In today's episode of the Paranet Podcast, we're going to talk about fathers, fathering and fatherhood. Modern day fathers are more likely these days to play an active role in parenting and in the home, especially in the early years where the cycle of baby feeding, diaper changing and napping seems endless and tiring. A survey on parenting conducted in 2020 revealed that more than half of fathers felt that they were involved in developing bonds with their child. Statistics also shows that there were roughly 1,500 stay-home dads in 2017, more than double the figures in 2007. Well, we acknowledge that in most households, mothers usually continue to shoulder much of the caregiving responsibilities. However, with these statistics and anecdotally our observations, it seems that more dads are nowadays willing to pull their weight at home. Joining me on today's episode of the Paranet Podcast to chat about his journey towards finding his purpose as a stay-home dad is Cliff, a dad of two young, beautiful girls. Welcome to the Parent Podcast, Cliff, and thanks for joining us today. Hi, uh, good to see you. I mean, good to start talk with you, yeah. Thank you so much, Cliff, for taking your time uh, joining us today. And maybe you could start off this episode of the Parent Podcast by sharing with our listeners, telling us a little bit more about yourself, what you're currently doing, and your family and how your kids are doing as well. Okay, great. Thank you so much. So as DJ shared that I'm a stay-at-home dad, and also if I say it's correct, I'm a father of two beautiful girls. So let's just start off with my background. So you can tell by my accent, I'm not a Singaporean. I'm not a Malaysian. I'm actually born in Hong Kong. And then when I was small, my family migrated to Canada. So I grew up in Toronto, Canada, pretty much my whole life. And then just a side fact about me is that when I was 10, I had liver cancer, and then because of that, I had a liver transplant. A few years later, after I finished university, I decided to do triathlon and end up doing an Ironman triathlon, which is really long. So that's just a kind of side fact about myself. I moved to Singapore back in 2011 to help with a Christian NGO, and my background is IT, and they needed ID help. And it was here in Singapore, I married a Singaporean. And then, you know, we travel a bit, helping out in different various countries. And after that, we decided to have kids. So right now we have two girls, Sarah Faith at about five and a half and Esther Priest at three and a half. We weren't staying in Singapore when they were born. They were actually born in Canada. And it was between a stint where uh, I was working as an assistant pastor in Canada. And that was just before my wife, Weijia, went to John Hopkins University to study for her Master's of Public Health in Baltimore, USA. So after that, we decided to come back to Singapore because my wife is a medical doctor. She needs to finish her bond with the government. So when we came back, back in July 2019, obviously she has to work full time to finish her bond. And so what should I do? 
you know, one possibility, which at first I was thinking about is actually going back to church to work full time. And then my kids at that time, they were like two and a bit and maybe like four months old or five months old, they would be going to daycare. So I thought that would be like, okay, you know what? We just send them to daycare and then I'll work. But then as I thought about it, it doesn't feel very right. You know, first of all, like I'm pretty much having someone else who I, a stranger to look after our children full time. And my whole paycheck will go to daycare. So I felt like God is telling me to, you know what? Why don't you take another route, which I never thought of, become a stay-at-home dad. So I end up <laughs> taking the, I guess, the last travel route <laughs> to become a stay-at-home dad, looking after the kids full-time while my wife goes back to the workforce. Wow. Thank you so much, Cliff, for sharing your journey. Indeed, if I may borrow the words that you've just spoken, it is indeed a path, a road that has been less traveled by many dads, I would say. As I hear your journey, even before having kids, it's such an inspiring journey, how you've overcame you know, your own personal journey when you talk about health matters and then your career transitions. And, and as you finally settle down with your wife, and making that decision to be a stay-home dad. Those are not easy decisions. So thank you so much for being uh, one of our episodes today to share with us your journey. You've shared about some of your earlier struggles, and I picked that up when I was reading a Salt and Light article that you were featured in, where you talked a lot about finding purpose and feeling a sense of usefulness as a stay-home father. And I, I recall during that article I was just reading, you talk about uh, the times in Singapore, you would get glares and stares from people as you walk down the streets. And that was quite awkward, but you overcame, you know. So maybe you could share with us and the listeners the journey that you went on and what eventually helped you to come to grips with this season of fatherhood for yourself. It's so interesting as a parent and also as a father, especially, because I would say that I'm, I don't really like children. I'm not good with children. I don't really like them until my first child was born, which was Sarah Faith. Then I'm like, wow, it's so, so amazing. As you can see, I, I never really thought like so much about like, okay, how am I going to be a parent? How am I going to be a father and whatnot? When I first decided to become a stay-at-home dad, I was pretty much like, okay, like, just gung-ho into it. Just say, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's just try and, and figure out how it works. That was the same attitude when I did triathlon and endurance sports. But now when I look back, the Ironman race, which I did, was 4K swim, 180K bike, and 42K run, which is a marathon. If they give you like 18 hours to do it, it's pretty long. <laughs> I mean, it's very long. You know, when I, when I look at that and I compare it to like parenting, taking care of two children, a baby and a toddler, I'll always say that hands down, like Ironman is just a joke. <laughs> you know, so if you're listening and you're a father or your mother and you have two small young children or one or so has off to you because it is a journey that is it's hands-on all the time and, and there's no break and where if you go to work if you do well people will give you accolades and whatnot right so i think for me when i first went in i i did have a lot of struggles as i think about it reflect on what's my major struggle is there's two aspects of it the first one is the mundaneness of being a stay-at-home parent there are many nights where i complain to my wife Weijia, that my life has no purpose. You know, every day is the same. I take the kids to the library, read a couple of books, then go to the food court, order like watermelon because it's cheap, right? And, and they like to eat it. And then go to NTUC, do some shopping, and then come home. You know, it, it's that cycle day in and day out. And I thought, shouldn't I be doing something more meaningful? Like maybe working or building something, right? So I felt like, you know, what is the point of all this? 
And so that's my first struggle. My second struggle, I think it digs deeper into my own identity, especially as a man. I ask myself, am I less masculine because I'm not like bringing home my paycheck? You know, am I, am I less of a man because while everyone around me is getting a promotion and working hard in a career? So like right now I'm in my, you know, early 40s. If you're working, you're hitting like almost not to say peak, but you're, you know, climbing this corporate ladder, right? You're going to like management positions and whatnot, right? So I'm not doing that. So like, what am I doing? You know, just looking after my girls and staying at home. And I guess you can tell just by how I am. I don't think I'm the most ambitious person, right? And I don't have like, oh, I have to get a dream and whatnot. But I struggle as a father, as a husband, and ultimately as a man. Like, who am I? Am I doing the right thing? Is this a right decision for me and the kids? And so this kind of lead me into, I would say, more of a spiritual existential search of who I am. So, you know, I'm a Christian. So I follow the Bible and I follow what Jesus teach. From there, I actually discover a couple of things. So one thing that really struck me in the Bible, is say that he is the son of God. So he's son of God. He's like, you know, he, he's God. But yet, at the same time, he does stuff that is like super mundane, like stuff that no one wants to do, you know, that kind of thing. For example, he washes the feet of his disciples. This is something that no one ever wants to do. It's for the slaves to do it because no one wants to do it. But yet he did it. And then he did it not just because it's like to, to some religious ritual or something, a ceremony, but actually he did it to show the practicality of what it means to love others. And he said that if you love each other, this is what you should do. So as I live through my mundaneness, the struggle is that I realize like, hey, wait a minute, you know, changing diapers, feeding my kids, <laughs> washing them, cleaning up the house. This is stuff that I would say is quite mundane in a society. I don't mean in any society, unfortunately, no one really values them, but it needs to be done, right? So we outsource them, we let someone else do it. I don't want to do it. Seriously, sometimes I don't want to do it either, right? But I realized that if Jesus washes the feet of his disciples and I call myself a Christian, oh, then I must follow what he does. So what he teaches is by his actions. And that means maybe I can take a look at this from a different perspective where doing these mundane activities as a parent or father is actually spiritual in nature. I almost say that it's actually glorified God if we do it with a right attitude. So that really changed my perspective. It's hard though because I don't want it to, right? I, like personally, I wish Jesus never put down, like washes the feet of the disciples. Because if he never put it there, like if John, the guy who wrote it, who wrote that part, if he never put it there, then I don't have to do it. I'm not obligated to do it because it's not there. But since it was there, I cannot walk away. This is what I need to change. I need to change my perspective about this mundane task. Another point about this mundane task is that when I read the Old Testament, there's a part where God is telling Moses to tell the parents to teach the children who God is. The examples are like, you should teach your children when you are getting up, sitting down, lying in bed, walking, you know. These are all mundane, ordinary activities, day-to-day -day life. Then I realized, oh, wait, could it be possible that this time I spend with my kids is actually time I can share with them who God is by being with them and teaching them? And then when I see this opportunity to do so, then I realized, you know what? Maybe I should look at these day-to-day -day interactions differently. Instead of saying it's meaningless, they're actually meaningful, depend on how I look at it, right? And I also realized that I love my kids. Most parents would say they love their children, right? But from what I pick up from my children, which I think most kids will also 
agree with is that kids know their parents love them when they spend time with them. And that's hard because I want to work. I want to check my phone. I want to pay the bills. I need to do this and to do work. You know, there's all this stuff that, which is also, I'm not saying it's not important. It's not to be neglected, but these things we need to do. But when my child look at me and for them to know how they feel love for me, it's not because I pay bills, right? I mean, of course we need to pay bills, but, but for them to know, to feel love, it's actually by me spending time with them wholeheartedly, full attention. And I realized most parents, you know, if you're working full time, it's hard. Like I'm not here to make people feel guilty, but it's hard to spend time with kids just one-on-one or one-on-two or whatever without any distractions. And so since I have this opportunity as a stay-at-home father, why don't I take a full advantage of it? With regards to the issue of masculinity, like, you know, am I less of a man because I'm still home there? I realized actually manhood is not defined by what I do, my career and whatnot, or by my achievements. For me, I link it straight into the fruit of the spirits. So that's like peace, joy, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, right? I realized that when I spend time with my children, am I showing that to them? Like when they see Papa, do they see these attributes? And these attributes have nothing to do with what I do, whether I'm working or whether I'm home. And I realized that this is my job is to show them who God is, is by showing these attributes. And that become, you know, it's hard because in this world, like, come on, man, no one ever considered someone a real man because they are kind, right? <laughs> or they're gentle or they're patient. But actually, when I look at what the Bible say, then I see that, you know what? This is what I want my kids to see me at, like the attributes that I, I have. And I will work towards that. And I will try to do it every day to be, hold those attributes to them so that they can see it. Thanks, Cliff, for sharing. Uh, I think those were nuggets of wisdom that you have shared. And, and I like it that when you frame it, that the struggles are real. You know, you talk about how it, the tasks are mundane. You mentioned uh, rightly so about uh, your sense of significance, especially as the head of the household, a dad. And faith has really played a big part in this journey of awakening for you or taking that whole shift in perspective. You know, and I'm just curious and, and wanted to ask you, how long was it into that parenting journey that you had that paradigm shift or that uh, shift in perspective? Oh, I think probably about eight to one year and a half, I think. I think it took time because I struggled with it. And I guess mm. I'm a bit slower. So I don't know what I'm struggling with. So I got to like reflect and think and like work out why I'm struggling, why I'm struggling. You know, why am I getting upset? For example, when, when I talk to someone and I tell them that I'm a stay home dad, and then they pause. Then they ask me, what else do you do? Then I get really upset. Then I ask myself, why am I upset about why they're saying this? But it was these questions and this experience that kind of drive me along this line of thinking about like, what does it mean to be a man? And what is the purpose of the mundane task that I have to do as a parent? Cliff, I'm also curious to want to find out from you, this journey of struggling and finding your identity and finally landing at this point where you're really comfortable and even confident of your role right now. Is it very different from before you had children and oh, yeah. your view of, of fatherhood itself? Was this very different? Oh, for sure. I think one view that I have right now, which has the ne- I have never thought about it, is the fact that when I spend time with my kids, right, it's not a waste of time. It's actually investing in their lives by giving them a foundation built in love. Because I spend time with them, of course, like not when I'm yelling at them. Hopefully I don't yell at them all the time, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? So for me, I see that it's not just for them, actually. It's actually for them and the kids and the kids 
like flew down. So like up to three to four generations. So I think this is the biggest motivation for me to go through like a stay-at-home death. Because I know that every time I spend time with them, it's an opportunity to grow in their hearts, invest in them. And of course, I don't see any fruits. Not now. Okay, I see a little bit, but not so much, right? But I believe that the day will come when they grow up and they know how love, hopefully, how loving I am to them. And because of that, they have a very stable life or I want to say successful life. And they'll pass on that to the kids and so on. And so I realized that when I did the Ironman, it was a 4K or 3.8K swim, not 4K, close enough. At that time, when I first started training, I could only do like 100 meters. Like that's crazy. Like how am I going to do 3.8 kilometers if I can only do 100 meters? But guess what? I do a lot of swimming, less drills, lesson, day-by-day sessions, you know, every day, every day, every day. And then all of a sudden, a couple of months, I can swim 1K. And once I swim 1K, I know I can do the long distance. I see that as how I see parenting. Like every day I'm spending time with my kids. I'm just investing into their lives. And one day I reap it, but I don't sit now and that's okay. This gave me a whole long-term view of what parenting is about. Because it's not just for my kids, it's for the kids after them. Because they'll pass on whatever they've experienced with us as parents, especially as a father. So that long-term mindset gave me the endurance (laughs) to... Go through like, okay, you know what? Whatever people say, it doesn't matter to me because I know what I'm doing is for my kids. And I can see that the joy they have right now, even in just a couple of years of being a parent to them, has already had an impact. So why don't I keep at this, right? And I felt like this is probably the best legacy I can give to my kids. Wow. I mean, this this is really mind-blowing and I'm just so inspired by what Cliff, you've just share that and I hope the listeners have caught it. The sacrifice and the, the difficult journeys of juggling parenting and work life many times often uh, causes a lot of us parents, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a stay-at-home sure. dad, whether you're a working parent, so much guilt sometimes we are trying to manage and juggle. But here is what I have been so encouraged by you, Cliff, is that when you had that shift in perspective, the focus shifts to realize that, hey, every ounce of effort that you are making, the sacrifices you make is not just for your kids for the now, but it has a long-term impact, a legacy that you mentioned that you want to leave uh, for them as well. So I think that's a really great uh, encouragement for all of us parents who are listening into this podcast, uh, who can identify with many of these struggles, sacrifices that parents have to make. The next part I want to zoom in on, and you rightfully mentioned a lot about the triathlons and the sports elements. Uh, they are very similar to parenting, right? And parenting in this whole journey often teach us many, many lessons that uh, we parallel with life. And there's this whole thing that is very predictable where you can plan, you can train, you can predict about it. And there's a part of parenting where it's also very unpredictable, where the kids, the situations, or they sometimes just throw curves balls at you, at all of us parents. And I'm just wondering for you, Cliff, how do you find joy in the small moments, just trying to manage the whole parenting journey, whether it is the predictable parts or whether is it the unpredictable parts? How do you manage find joy in the small moments for yourself? Wow. I think for me, I'm a bit weird because... The reason why I like to do the long distance endurance race and triathlons is because I want to reach to the point where I'm not extremely sure if I can make it and see if I can continue to keep going. So for me, that actually gets me excited. So like, you know, people are like, oh, marathon 42 kilometers is too long. For me, it's like, great. I want to see how I am at like 30 kilometers. And then there's like 12 more K to go. And can I keep pushing? Or, you know, I'm going to quit. That moment, you can only do on race day. You cannot do it practice. It's just because no one can 
ever, when you practice for a marathon, you never run the full distance. It's just too hard, right? Too long. So for me, I'm a bit weird in that sense. So when it comes to unpredictability, when it comes to a parent, like there's certain aspect of it, I get really excited. Like I'm longing for it. For example, like, you know, I remember Sarah Faith, even at a young age, like four, she has like to deal with bullies at playground. And we were there even at four years old. Okay. I can say my wife is better than this, but we can journey with her and talk through her like how does she feel what is she going through and why does that make her feel sad and then what we can respond next time why as a parent i love these conversations because these are life conversations right these are conversations where like my child would think differently than i am because me growing up as a kid i always get bullied and i never fight back i don't know what to say i don't know who to tell i have no one to talk to and i would never talk to my parents about it but yet now, at four years old, my child has this opportunity to talk about issues in life that we can openly talk about and we can openly explore and journey together. It's even just the idea of journeying with her. Yeah, I'm all on fire for it because I feel like this is what real parenting is about. Changing diaper is important, but having this conversation about life issues, you know, even at such a young age, gets me fired up because I know that we can journey together. And she's an individual person. You know, she's different than us. But we can all journey together. Even it may not be perfect, but it's okay because we're all going to do it together. My desire is for my children to know that whatever happens, Baba and Mama at home is always with them all the way. And so that they don't have to feel scared. It's so exciting that for yourself and your wife, both of you find the excitement in the spontaneous matters uh, that happens in parenthood. You know, so many of us, we are generally quite fearful or we try to stay away from the unpredictable things and prefer the parenting route to be very predictable and routine. But as I hear you, you thrive and you enjoy the, okay. the spontaneous discussion, the conversations, and rightfully so. If, as you mentioned, we should jump on these as opportunities to have those conversations with our children when they are younger. And hopefully, and probably so, as they grow older, you know, when the experiences in life brings them on rough topics and issues, you know, they will open up and have these conversations with us too. And I come to this point where I realize as I hear you, Cliff, share your excitement and the enthusiasm just comes forth really strongly. And I would like to think, I don't assume, that you have definitely grown a lot uh, as an individual in this journey after getting married and now having two wonderful kids. Maybe share with us too, how have you grown as an individual in this journey of fatherhood and parenting? I think there's a couple of things I have grown a lot. Number one is that I really appreciate my wife, Weija, for joining with me. Okay, so just because I'm a stay-at-home dad, it doesn't mean I do everything at home, okay? <laughs> like, so for example, I don't cook. So my wife is the one who does most of the cooking. She also did about homeschooling with the kids in the early years of their lives, which I'm thankful because she helped start it where I take on some of the role and she take on some of the role. So I'm thankful that I realized as a parent, I cannot do it myself. I'm not like, oh, I can fix everything. But rather, we work together as a team and I really need her. Without her, I don't think I can do this by myself. I think that's number one. I think number two, as a father, or as a parent, I think it's a journey of discovery. Like all these experiences I've never thought too much about or the values that I hold, I don't, I'm not even sure. But until I become a parent, a father, then I have to figure it out and journey along with my kids. I think that is where I really grown as a person. The other aspect, as I mentioned before, is looking at it long term. You know, like the funny thing about this mundane thing, right? One would think that, hey, you know what? If tomorrow I don't have to stay home, there, I can do whatever I walk over to work. That's great. But I just ask myself, because of a liver transplant, because of the fact that I'm not sure how long I will live because I have this liver for like 
32 years now, no one knows, right? The reality is that none of us know when is our last day on earth, right? That's the reality. No one can know. No one can predict. So I asked myself this question. Let's just say if tomorrow is the last day of my life on earth, what would I do? Do you think I'm going to do another Ironman? No, I don't think so. Because, nah, I done it. I got a medal. Doesn't matter, right? Like, I mean, it's like, so what? But this is what I would do. I would go through another mundane day with my kids. I would do that. I would do that. I would do the ordinary thing because I realized that that is so precious because it go by so fast. Now I'm in a season where my kids are going to school soon, like preschool. And so what does that mean? It means that my season as a stay-at-home dad actually is, I would say it's almost anywhere soon because I have more time. And so my time with my kids, of course, I continue to spend time with them because I'm a father. But the time I spend time with them, that season is running down already. And I feel like, man, you know, I can say as much as I don't like the mundane part, I'm also going to miss it. And so if it's my last day tomorrow, I'll do the same thing every day because I know that that's how they will feel love. And that's what I would do. And so I think that for me is a very change in mindset, right? From the beginning of a film, they're saying, ah, everything's so boring. I don't want to do this. It's a waste of my time. To now be like, you know what? If this is the last thing I'll do on earth, I'll do the same thing. And there's no regret. And I think that's a huge change in mindset as I stay at home there in the past, I don't know, three years. Yeah. Wow, indeed. As I hear you share, I'm just reminded that, you know, parenthood or this parenting journey is a very, very humbling experience. Just when you thought you got it, you nailed it, and you want to give yourself a pat on the shoulder, well done, you know, another curveball comes along the way and you try to overcome. And you rightfully put it, Cliff, that we are grateful and we are thankful and we should work towards having our spouse as the best tech team partner that we get to work together with. And in that humility as a parent, often to realize that, hey, you know, we don't know what we don't know and it's okay. And uh, we will try harder the next time. And I like how you shared, Cliff, that the whole fatherhood journey brought you on a path where you had to confront your own weakness, you had to overcome and you shift of perspective. Those are really powerful reminders for all of us as parents. Like I say again, whether as a stay-at-home mom, as a stay-at-home dad or working parent, that the sacrifice, the giving is often worth it when we see uh, the legacy that we are giving to our children. As the saying goes, you know, I've been hearing this saying a lot that talks about in the parenting journey, the days can be very long. And in our podcast today, we learned that the days can be very mundane. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, you know, but the years are, are short because in the twinkle of an eye, we see yeah. that the kids are all grown up. Now your kids are five and a half, you know, and the younger one closing into three. Twinkle of an eye, they're going to be tweens and then soon teens. Yes. Yeah. The whole set of new conversations that you're going to have with them as well. So today we've covered a lot. We've covered about the struggles and the challenges of being uh, a parent, a new parent per se. As we close this podcast, I would like to get Cliff you to share with us some parting words, especially for those of us who are listening in who may be struggling in their new identity as a father and also you know, and a home front struggling as a first-time dad and on the outside world, in the corporate world, they're trying to make ends meet, trying to climb the corporate ladder, as you have mentioned earlier. What would be an advice you have for the listeners on this? Before I go on, I just want to say that, here's my disclaimer. I'm not telling everybody to be a stay-at-home dad, okay? It's not what I'm promoting. My advice is that every couple, the father and the mother, or the husband and the wife, needs to have a really good discussion about what it means to raise kids, what kind of values you want the family to have, and just don't assume what everybody is doing or what you grew up doing is right. 
or it's the only way to do it. For both me and my wife, none of our parents are stay-at-home parents. So it, we are really just like out there per se. But we decided to take this path because we thought that this is the best we can do for our children. And so I think that is the best because I understand some family, both parents have to work to make ends meet. And that's completely okay. It's not bad. But at the same time, maybe, you know, in another situation, another family, maybe where, maybe what? The parents can work maybe part-time, maybe, you know, 75%, work from home. There's a lot of flexibility. So I think we have to really see how we can play around with this dynamic between work life or family and work. We value about our relationship with our kids because unfortunately, I've seen almost on the other side, unfortunately, a lot of young adults which we talk to or counsel with, they have many stories of how the father worked too many hours in the career and then end up regretting not spending time with the children or the spouse. We have the other extreme sometimes. And I think that's also a bit unhealthy too. So that's how we decided to do what we decided to do. And I think every couple needs to go through that as parents, as, especially as a father, because you will be the one who's leading the household and everything has a cost. Just don't assume and talk it out, think about it and, and have a creative solution. You never know what that will look like. Yes, indeed. Uh, as we talk about having conversations with our children in this journey of parenting, it's also important to have conversations with our spouse to identify what kind of format will work out in terms of balanced work life and especially family life. But more importantly, I think in that conversation with our spouse, we work out what are clear values that we want to educate and pass down to our children as well. And such timely reminder from Cliff in today's podcast episode that indeed the work really never ends, but our children only grow up once right and the sacrifices we made it to be with them the journey with them it will be really worthwhile so thank you so much cliff for taking time to share with us your heartfelt experience on the paranet podcast it's really a joy to have you with us thank you so much dj so to all our listeners thank you for tuning in to this episode of the paranet podcast and we hope you have gained some practical tips so to find out more on parenting resources, do follow us on our Focus on the Family website at family.org.sg or follow us on Facebook at focusonthefamily.sg and Instagram with the handle thrivingfamilysg. We hope you can share this podcast with a friend or parents who might benefit from this episode as well. Be sure to catch us on our next Paranet podcast. Until next time, have a great week with your family. 